Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the Sandover School of Film podcast. Join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim. With me in the booth today is Alan Brad. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. We didn't have you out last time because you were somewhere. It was too bleak. Now Jules isn't here, so we're still going with three. Well, we're not going with three. Ooh. Yeah, isn't that a surprise? It's not a surprise. We've picked up a couple of historical figures. Yeah. Oh, I like that. (laughs) So, from the Spit and Polish Presents podcast, we have Ryan and Bartek. How are you guys? Very good. How are you? I'm also very good, and how are you? Well, you you guys can just talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) We've done that a few times. Do you guys want us to step out? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, hey, Bartek, how are you going? Good, Ryan. I haven't seen you in two months except yesterday. Yep, we're we're recording on this show, and we've got our own show. (laughs) We're recording fees. (laughs) So you guys also do film, um, and you specifically do... um, What's the the word? Commentaries, would you say? We've done a a few shows. So we used to do commentary tracks. That's right. Mm -hmm. We've had some of you on. We did... Uh, everyone's favourite Keanu Reeves movie, John, Johnny Mnemonic, mm. uh, the greatest film ever made. Mm-hmm. Bionic Dolphins, can't go wrong. Yep. I, uh, uh, yeah, we got... <laughs> you, can, you can go wrong. Nailed it, Ryan. It's extremely wrong. Yeah, yeah. No like, we got Henry Rollins there too, but no. And um, <laughs> now we just talk about movies in general that come recommended from ourselves or lis- our listeners. So we just because recorded you- The Shining. Hey, that's what we do. Oh, nice. And you recommended to us, I think you suggested for us that we do Falling Down. You've recently done Falling Down. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. good. That was good. Good. Yeah. Probably good. Probably good. Good. <laughs> very, very good. good. One of the one of the better films I think we've uh, reviewed in a while. Mm. It's very serious Okay, I'll keep yeah. recommending mm, good ones then. That's good. For the future. Just keep recommending. Just keep recommending. Just keep recommending because it means we don't have to. Correct. Falling down, falling down, falling down. <laughs> cool Cat Saves the Kids, falling down, falling down. <laughs> yeah, that's, you, that's all your reviews now. Uh, speaking of recommendations, you're recommending today's. Um, taking us back to 1988 to watch Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yes. Um... So, well, before we before I hit the booth, because I'm in control, Uh-oh. guys. This may end up anywhere. We may not end up in 88. <laughs> we may end up in the 1998 reboot. <laughs> no, wasn't it like last year? Yeah, it was this year. Uh, this year. This, yeah. Yeah. The Hustle with Rebel Wilson as Steve Martin and Anne Hathaway as Michael Caine. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, at St. Name School Film, we like to acknowledge and pay tribute to uh, the first storytellers of Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, uh, the general custodians on the land we are recording on. Tim, hit the booth. <laughs> We're history. Cha cha. I'll just do it myself. Cha cha cha. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> share, share. Yeah. Uh, um, nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, we've been here before. Don't know when. Don't know why. Twice. Twice. We'll get into that. Cool. Um, without further ado, Al, join me in <gasps> history with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. Sorry, sorry. I don't come in till the third one. Oh, I was waiting. <laughs> we didn't rehearse. <laughs> I had to fill in for you last night. I oh, did you? <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, we have been here before, so we've done Die Hard and Big. That's right. Oh, yeah. So I just decided on this one that we'd go through a few of the massive films that were out in um, 88. 
Uh, Gorillas in the Mist, Child Play, Mississippi Burning, uh, Dangerous Liaison, say that again, Dangerous Liaisons, Young Guns, Beaches, Willow, Fish Called Wanda, Beetlejuice, Cocktail, Naked Gun, Twins, Crocodile Dundee 2, Rain Man coming to America, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, just to name a few. Uh-huh. So, it's <laughs> a big year for films. Yeah. Let's put it that way. There's a was, there's a lot of uh, critically acclaimed and quite popular films on that list. Was Rain Man coming to America the sequel? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, I'm just trying to catch up from like uh, yeah. you're out of sync. Do you see they're doing Coming to America too? Like, is that necessary? It's called Coming to America. Oh, of course oh, it is. Of course it is. Oh, At least they're putting a two in it. Yeah, yeah good point. Um, Oscars were <laughs> Last Emperor, gross. Michael Douglas for Wall Street, and Sher for Moonstruck. 82, because we've been here before. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. Sean Sher. 88. 88. All right. You didn't, have any, you didn't have any aspect ratios or types? Oh, yeah. Sorry, price of milk. Come on. Oh, yeah. forgot about that. Uh, went for hour 50 or 110 and 1.85 to 1. That must, I reckon that's one of Jules's favourites. Look, I'll just <laughs> pop that in. No, no doubt. Probably I'll be up there. <laughs> All right, get straight into it. Uh, Al, why didn't you like this film? <laughs> oh, oh. Whoa. <laughs> We're straight in. <laughs> as soon as this was recommended, I went, Al's not going to like this. Yeah. Look. Oh, a, right. oh, look, is there a <laughs> no, no. Oh, look, there's a bus coming. <laughs> just get him. Get down there, Al. <laughs> Also, we're leaking fuel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to hear. I want to hear from our intrepid time well, we, travelers. I think the first thing. First. So the first thing to establish is why this. Why why this movie? Right, got yeah. Uh, so yeah, why'd you bring this to? What is one of the greatest movie podcasts? Oh, steady on. <laughs> <laughs> Going around. Second best. <laughs> Second best. Yeah, maybe maybe you'll come out with maybe maybe equal, <laughs> maybe equal first. Oh, maybe equal first. Um, yeah. Nah. Can I give full disclosure? Bartek didn't realise that I had recommended this. Literally for, five for minutes before we got here. Oh. <laughs> well, that was like a really quick debrief hey, in the car. Do you want to join me under the bus? It's lovely under here. <laughs> well, I, I, just, I mean, I like the film, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just recommended it for your show because you guys do, sp- like, you know, a lot of similar type movies, you know. And I was looking at the list and I'm like, oh, they haven't done Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? I mean... <laughs> That, that fits right Seems in with a lot of the movies that you guys talk about. And I was just like, where is it? I, I love that movie. And uh, and just happenstance, there's a remake remake of it yeah. this year. So it's like, oh, why don't we talk about the movie that was a remake in the first place anyway, which is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> so what was the original then? Uh, I can't remember. It's like Bedtime Stories. Story? Yeah, that's right. Dave no, no, not Nip- plural. Uh, bedtime story. The plural is an Adam Sandler film. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah let's, with yeah, Marlon Brando and David Niven. So right it was also that's also a good movie. So okay. I just recommend it because I was just thinking about uh, just you know these two actors and Michael Caine and Steve mm-hmm. Martin and an odd pairing they are. Mm. You wouldn't think of them two as a comedic duo together. And uh, I don't know. It's just like they haven't done it. We got to someone's got to talk about someone's it. Someone's got to do it. Someone's talk about anything. We'll tear things apart and we'll put them back together. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we do. Can I share a 1988 fact? Sure. The lead actress of this movie, whose name I am forgetting, Glenn. Uh, uh, she she Head, she was she was married to Headley, John yes. Malkovich, who really? was in Dangerous oh, Liaisons, yeah. and cheated on her with Michelle Pfeiffer and broke up their marriage. So there's a fun 1988 cool. fact. That is a fun fact. <laughs> fun so fact. so he's a dirty rotten scoundrel. He is, oh, and, yeah. a dangerous, dangerous and a dangerous liaison. And a dangerous liaison. Cool. All right. Um, well, I haven't seen this film for a very, very long time. Um, this is my first viewing. Okay. Um, I think I'd seen it. I've seen it quite a few times. And I I 
I used to thoroughly enjoy it and I watched it today and and I think I still thoroughly enjoy it. Oh good. I I think that I know it's and Michael Caine it is I know he's just he's a a brilliant actor. I, I don't think there's anything he can't do. He's like I think his comedy role in this is is quite good. I think he plays that complete upper class gentleman very nicely. Who's also just a petty thug. Like oh, absolutely, and and I think that's the whole point of this whole film is that is that these guys think they are the top shit, <laughs> and they're not. In the no. end, they have been stooged by someone far superior and far more intelligent than them. And they are so full of themselves that they just don't see it coming or even expect that anyone would even dare <laughs> do it. And I think that in the end, that's the brilliance of this film is that uh, to be in San Dimas' film, we're going straight to the end. In the end, she comes back and she's basically gone, yeah, I had you guys from the start, but you know what? We're all in this together. Here's a bigger fish. Let's go. And she says to him, I made $3 million last year and 50 grand I made from you guys was the funnest 50 of it. You know, <laughs> I reckon I it could made. have been nice if they had left that last scene out. If they just left it with her taken off and them realising and done. Oh, you never see that side of her then. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. I don't know. I reckon that could have been a better place to end it. I but I think it's yeah, the whole point know. of it is that they, like, they, they, they even, like, they just expected that the jackal was Steve Martin. Yeah. yeah, you know, and they just had no idea. They just expected that it would be a man, mm. and not that the jackal is is you know this this woman who is far better at the job, far far better at the job oh, yeah. than the other two who think they are the shit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and and they probably are for the normal person that they that they pry on. They they are excellent at what they do, but they were just completely and utterly outclassed and played through the whole film. And mm. I think that was a great sort of twist in the end. Probably a little bit obvious, but. In, you know, when you get into it, but still, I thought it was good. And there's there's some great comedy esque stuff through the film, and some really good one liners that you could miss easily. And slapstick, yeah, a little bit of slapstick stuff, and, and it's probably different to a lot of the films we've done. But yeah, look, I still enjoy it. I think it's still a good film. I feel like I'll, I'll probably copy it, but I really don't like Steve Martin. Don't I just don't like him? My silence is anger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my silence is confusion. Okay. Because I'm like, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying, but I also see what you're saying, Ryan. Like, I'm like, I, I've never, I don't think I've really ever liked any of his stuff, really. Which three personas of Steve Martin don't you like? Because there's, <laughs> there's goofy physical Steve Martin, which we saw in this movie. Yeah, there's. I definitely don't like goofy middle class Steve, like middle class in a tie, like parenthood, like parenthood. Steve Martin, yeah. or there's old Steve Martin. Those yeah. are the three. Oh, yeah, like which which one is Three Amigos? Oh, that's dignified because he's not the idiot that's Chevy Chase in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's the more dignified. He's more like middle class Steve Martin. Where he's okay, just like, I'm just trying to get my reputation. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> he, yeah, he was. There was a lot of uh, that slapsticky sort of goofy stuff that was. It would also show that that was Steve Martin. That that was him though. That's what he was famous for. And the goofy being voice. That, being that goofy guy. Yeah. And there was a great scene of where he's in jail. And it's, yeah. you can see that, that it's great. It's almost like they've just let him go and all that is just ad lib. But that to me is that was Steve Martin's brilliance, is that whole mm. confused, mm-hmm. nervous angry. Angry yeah. just really I've got myself in deep shit and I'm trying to get my way out of it, sort of sort of comedy that he does. I thought that jail scene was was really good. And it was impressive. Improvised. Yeah, 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 you can kind of tell that it was. And that, but the thing was, the fact it wasn't scripted was what made it good. Mm. Like it felt real. 
You know, oh, I mean, yeah. like it felt like he was actually in jail trying to get his way out of something. I, I think when I read the trivia, like they said that a lot of scenes in this film were kind of improvised, and apparently the ending was also yeah improvised in some way. Yeah, they were just mm. like you dress up and just say just whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the ending right. was planned of like you're going to come back and join them, but it's just like the means of why she's there is just kind of oh, like yeah. just do whatever. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of cool because you can you, you like they sell that confusion mm. pretty nicely. Like, oh yeah, yeah. and you're a mute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, and shut up. Like Steve Martin's a comedian. Michael Caine's not. No, Michael Caine is a is a bona fide, genuine, proper actor. Of, you know, acting schools and stage and everything like that. The Italian job, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then you've got Steve Martin as the literal, the, you know, the... The King Tut, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the (laughs) drug-taking, alcohol, you know, abuse sort of, you know, stage comedian sort of thing. True, but who was in Austin Powers? Yeah, Michael Caine. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly right. (laughs) Well, you know, even with Steve Martin, he was still like an absurdist comedian with his banjo and his like arrow in his head and he was just like a weirdo. And it, that's still translated yeah. into his film roles. I, I personally think with Steve Martin, out of that generation of comedic actors like Rick Moranis, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, he's the best actor. Like, he can play more than just the, the, the bigger one. range. Yeah, he had more. Yeah. I think he has more range. Mm. Like, The Jerk and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles are very different. Man, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm. I, like, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember that being fantastic. Yeah. Like, I was, I'm, you're a big fan of that film, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I. I would like to revisit it because I feel it's going to... Mm. Oh, it's still amazing. ...not sit so well, but... Because this didn't sit well, really, for me, much <laughs> at all. Like, like it's great that she wins in the end, but I just had a lot of hard time. Like, it was just gross. Yeah. It's just dudes just dudeing about and... <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though they're they're con men. They're just they're yeah. they're, they're, they're the bottom dwellers of the of the world. Yeah, they, they that's take fine. But they, the whole point of them is that they take people. They're like you know people that are that are easy to manipulate and and work them, and that's uh, what they do. They're, is, they're shit is, people. How is Mike O'Kane? How has he gotten? <laughs> how has he gotten this far? Because I feel like he gets found out by a few people pretty like. Well, like Freddie finds him out pretty quick. Mm. Yeah, like he, he only takes one, one to town. He takes it, it takes one woman it's to say, "Oh, he, oh, your Majesty," and he's like, "Oh, he's a con man," and yeah. you know, like it. And it is. It's not all. It's not people they're working over. It's women. It's all women. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And the particular part that got me down was when they changed the bet halfway through. Like, all right, well, let's just see who can get her in bed first. Well, yeah. no, it was more. <laughs> it was more. <laughs> it was more. Come on. I bet you can't get her in bed. Michael Caine wasn't even going to play that game. He wasn't yeah. like, I'm going to play it. He was more like, oh, you're such an animal. Uh, you know, I I don't think that she would even dignify you with that. Like Michael yeah. Caine was more on like the side of, I think. That she would not stoop to your level, Steve Martin. <laughs> and Steve Martin's the pig. The thing is, they're both pigs, but Michael Caine is just a well dressed one. Yeah, and yeah. throughout the journey of the <laughs> movie, you realize how pathetic he is. Like, mm. how terrible and just slimy and just how just like Steve, just they're both the same. Like, they're both yeah. just con men who yeah, are they're in exactly. for themselves. They're horrible people. You know, and, you they, can, and they don't ever get portrayed as not being horrible people. Though. Just Michael Caine has an ideology behind. Yeah, he's his got like a morality view. behind who he targets. He's, 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 yeah, he's, he's, he's he a, says he's that a moral dirtbag. Yeah, he's like you know, only only like wait, what does he say? Some some line he says where he's like only 
only rich people who are really, dumb and like who like deserve spend their money yeah. Yeah. willy yeah. nilly. Basically. Yeah, I mean. Mm. Did we think Michael Caine was going to be a good guy when his butler is literally Palpatine? I know, right? <laughs> I was like, holy cow, that's I thought that was really good that the, you know, that the Emperor did have a normal job and he's worked his way through the ranks to become the Emperor. And he started at the bottom and he worked his way up. Yo, well drinks, done. Uh, yeah. This, yes, this good, was good. good. Drinking. <laughs> this was the best of the prequels. I can feel it flowing through you. <laughs> but, it's, it's, at the end, we you know, take my bags and it's like, you will die. <laughs> Sorry for breaking your VHS. Because <laughs> <laughs> this was post Empire and pre prequels. <laughs> yeah, post Jedi. When Jedi? Jedi was eighty seven, six, eighty seven. Six, yeah. now six. So this is after this. After he appeared as Emperor. Oh yeah, yeah. So because he wasn't in Empire. No, it was a woman. That was a. It was a. Yeah, mixed with a chimp. <laughs> That's it. It was like a chimp's eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Surprise yeah. Me, yeah. And yeah. A, and a woman's like stand-in body. Mm. Yeah. No. Nah, really? Like, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. In Empire. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's kind of. That's I can't wait for that to be in the new Star Wars. Where they do the do that. Do it totally. like that. I should go back to the original cut. <laughs> back to the original yeah. cut. <laughs> Bring back the chimp, McClunky. Yeah. yeah. Stormtroopers <laughs> hitting their heads on doors. Yeah. <laughs> what that was you, pretty cool what did you think Bartek of Dirty Run Scoundrels because have you seen this I saw it once when I was a kid and the only thing I remembered was the can I go to the bathroom gag oh yeah yeah, yeah. so revisiting it I was like oh you know what my mum's a big fan of this film so I'd like to see it again as an adult and yeah it was really fun revisiting it Mm. And afterwards, I actually also made sure to rewatch uh, Excellent Adventure just so I can be. Ah, boy, calibrating as we all should. I tried to be the soldier and watch the hustle because I was like, I oh, some good for you. And I gave up. There comes a point in that movie where Rebel Wilson's like, I'm going to do the Steve Martin bit where I'm crippled in some way mm. to win over, and hers is, I'm blind. And yeah. they don't understand how blindness works. So in this movie, he at least goes, I'm not like. I'm emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a good. Okay. Because yeah, okay, then good. If yeah. I get he caught walking, mm-hmm. I can pull it off. But her, she's like, I'm blind, and they make her eat things that are terrible because she's blind. But it's like you still can smell yeah. and taste when you're <laughs> yeah, blind. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> and she's like eating food that's like been wiped in a toilet bowl, and she's like, mm, this is so nice. Like trying to do that. It's like blind people can taste. Like, yeah, so yeah. I gave up after that. I was like, I can't do it. So who plays the, so the jackal in this film, who plays the jackal in that? I don't know who the actor was. It was just some guy. Okay. <laughs> just some nerdy Wasn't guy. Wasn't Liam Hensworth in that film? No. No? I'm thinking of something. No, that's like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters yeah. No, that was the vacation movie. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love this movie. It's not my favourite Steve Martin movie. It's not even my favourite Steve Martin Frank Oz movie. Yeah, totally. Because it's yeah. obviously a Little Shop of Hearts. You know what I do? Bowfinger. Okay. I love Bowfinger. All right. I know I love Little Shop, but Bowfinger. There's some American comedy movies that I point to as like you know your generic standard American comedy fair that I point to and go, this is what I want from comedy movies. Like you got Bowfinger, Galaxy Quest, Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. Galaxy Quest is great. These kind of things. These are what I point to, and then I point to like Daddy's Home, and I go, I don't want that. No, that is not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't. That's not what I want. I no. don't want it. Yes, I don't want it. Um, bizarre pairing of actors, as you said earlier. It's mm. like it's really. But like, did how it? Did, how did, yeah. Did it work for everyone? Well, I think it did. Yeah, like because you got your two. Yeah, like, your like two it's a good pol- piece of casting for yeah. sure. Because Michael Caine, you know, you know, is like the the stiff upper class Brit or mm. Alfie. 
Yeah, like great, it works. Great Mo too. Yeah, I th- I don't know. It depends what era. Was it in this era? Like when I think of Michael Caine in his like younger years, I think of him as like the kind of suave, kind of yeah. smart mouth, not like upper crust or stiff necessarily. That's more like what I think of him nowadays when he's playing like butlers yeah, and Alfred sure, and stuff. Sure. I think of him as Alfie in the Italian job and like... Yeah, it's like the cheeky geezer. And that's why in this movie it works <laughs> so well because he's deep down still that cheeky geezer, but yeah. he's just evolved and he thinks that yeah, he he's is sort of now putting it on. I love the bit where he explains his history as well. It's like I used to be an, uh, a painter and a sculptor and a musician. <laughs> yeah, and I have no talent. But I was terrible. <laughs> I had no talent, but and I had I a picked taste up, This is talent. what I was good at and this is so this is what I chose as my profession because it was it's yeah. what I was good at. <laughs> yeah. I just love the scene where he's trying to teach Steve Martin how to be suave and it's the complete and utter awkwardness of Steve Martin and the complete smooth as poo that is Michael Caine of like, you know, just the leaning on the pole and putting the hand in the pocket and it's like Michael Caine just does it and it's just so natural and just fluid Mm. and then Steve Martin just does really well to make it as uncomfortable as possible to do the most simple things and it's even to the point where they, you know, they're finally, obviously they're trying to set him up and so they're they're sort of steering him towards something but when he comes in and he's performing for them and, and they clap. Even then, it's still just... <laughs> he's given that really over-the-top, I'm smug face. Like yeah, exactly right. Like, mm. And Michael Caine is like, he, he, he just does it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just natural for him. It's just that smooth. And the way he even walked across the screen and you see, like, Steve Martin behind him and, like, Steve Martin's almost marching behind him. Yeah. And Michael Caine's, like, floating across the screen sort of thing. Just, I yeah. thought that scene was really good. And I think that sort of, that more subtle stuff does work really well and I think that's where like a performer like Steve Martin can really shine like he's that's where he's really skilled yeah it's just all the like punching down stuff I really struggled with like the whole Ruprick Ruprecht Ruprecht mm. bit yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just I mean, like, that's, that's my favorite moment of the film. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like that's. Yeah, I don't, it was that was a bit hard to watch. Although one of the funniest scenes in or funniest bits in the whole film was in that scene where he first intro- gets introduced as Ruprecht. And yeah. Yeah, says, what did we do when Uncle Whatever came along and he puts on the glove and puts on the oil and he goes like, no, no, no no after that he goes after that and I just I was teasing myself laughing I went I apologize okay, perfect my favorite perfect. moment is why is there a cork on the fork <laughs> so he doesn't hurt himself <laughs> of course it was like um I get that like I can get that but I think the movie does an excellent job in terms of yeah they're punching down but it's because they are despicable low life people no matter mm. how they try and dress it up like Michael Caine's like, oh, I have an ideology behind it, but you're still just scum of the earth. You're still, uh, up, you know, even though you know he's still lower class, he's still he's yeah. an upper class guy with this view just of people. He looks down at Steve Mann. He looks mm. down at everyone. He has his system. So yeah, that moment, it's like yeah, these are despicable people, and this is what they would do. And I think Steve Martin just sells it. He's just so physical and over the top. And it's such yeah. a ludicrous display yeah. that it goes just around Just because you've again. got an ideology doesn't make you better than people. Like yeah. Hitler had an ideology. Yeah, exactly. Mussolini he- had an ideology. Yeah. I yeah. almost thought he was a bit too over the top, though. Who, Steve? Yeah. But- like, I just felt like it was, it was at a point where you'd see right through it. But I... <laughs> but it's, I think it works because Michael Caine is so serious about it. Yeah. Like, he's playing off of it. Like, he's really deadly serious it's about it. It's his profession. Yeah. Like, I guess yeah. if you bring, like, psychology into it, Steve Martin's more like the id. You know, he's kind of going on instinct and uh, Michael Caine's whichever one's finding the balance between yeah. logic and sure. id. Super ego, yeah. 
I think that's super ego. Yeah. yeah. Steve Martin's going on that very capitalist esque thing. It's all about grabbing the now, and and Michael Caine's character is all about the sustainability of keeping his his profession alive. Yeah, the longevity. Yeah, Cause, and considering that he's staying in one place, he has to be very careful. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Nice place too. Oh, don't you want to live there? <laughs> don't know about living there, but we'll go visit. I, I, I would. I, I would love to live there. Steve Martin with, wants with to live Palpatine there. as my butler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like seriously, and Michael Caine's like his like the employees he has or the people that he's got. The one of them's the the the, the police. The police chief. Yeah, yeah. The police chief. Well, everyone's corrupt, I suppose, in some point I, of view, somewhere along. The I line. think that's a factors into how he operates. <laughs> like how he's gotten this far. Like he owns the town. Basically, yeah. he can do whatever he wants and get immunity from these events because he just owns the whole town. Mm-hmm. So, do you think, as opposed to, because you kind of think to yourself, like. Okay, well, Steve Martin coming in, would it really bother him if Steve Martin does his little thing in town if he's already so successful, owns a town, as you say, kind of thing? Well, he literally has that line he about, says that, yeah. yeah, if you hunt rabbits, it might scare away the big game. Yeah, good yeah. line yeah. too. Yeah. Even, yeah, even someone shooting it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Steve Martin just keeps getting bigger and more aggressive and more like over the top and just drawing more and more attention. And it's just like, no, I can't stand this. I am a professional. <laughs> I'm not going to allow this. I'm either. a professional dirtbag. I'm a professional You're a part-time dirt, dirtbag. But you're a part- <laughs> You've got a crinkly suit. Get off my train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See that kind of like you know when he turns up and he's in the crinkly suit. I'm like that's really nice. That's good like deep <laughs> character level. His hat's too small. Yeah, yeah. It's just like stuff has just been thrown on him. He's like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't really matter. I'll just, just get it together. Whatever. And yeah, he's obviously pulled the hat from someone else. And <laughs> he's like, this works. This will do. Um, yeah. I particularly liked when he was in the when he was discovered in the uh, the hotel room with the sailors, <laughs> and he just throws out like, oh, "Could you pass the yeah. super glue <laughs> dissolver?" Like, and you can see Michael Caine like lose it, like he he has he turns away from the camera just because he's like. <laughs> I think a part of having old Michael Caine in it too that adds this a lot of credibility is, like you said, he's not a comedian, comedian or known as a comedic actor per se. Mm. I think it adds a lot more strength to it when you do get a serious actor to come in for a role like this. It adds an extra level to it because there's it makes it feel dignified. Like, can you imagine this yeah. movie if they had? Chevy Chase in it instead. Yeah, it would just be like just a typical didn't one of the comedy tri- movie. Didn't one of the mm. trivia say that the original pick was Matthew Broderick? That would have been great. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I, then they I don't think it would have worked. Probably. I think Michael Caine, for the character that Michael Caine plays, I think he's... I can't see anyone else playing that. I could see the Steve Martin character being several mm. other people, I but think the that, Michael Caine character, I can't see being anyone else. I think Unless that, it's just I think old it said, David Niven. Well, yeah, maybe David Niven. Yeah. <laughs> I think it said they decided against Matthew Broderick because he'd look like Steve Martin's grandson or something. Yeah. yeah. It's reasonable. <laughs> mm. Makes sense. Ferris Bueller teaches Steve Martin how to con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the Ruprecht scene. That's a. It has for me so many. Great it would have been good if it was just that one scene, but it, because oh, it kept going, it dragged on. It dragged on. It was like it was, mm, okay, like, we've it was done just this three job. scenes in the end. His room, dinner, and driving. Yeah, yeah, with his testicles descending. See, <laughs> 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 mm. yeah. uh, classy guy. I mean, he was classy enough to pretend to be in a wheelchair, at least. <laughs> Steve Martin, classy. Mm. At least, like, again, the movie, like you could said, it could have punched out a bit more, it could have been a bit less so, where it's like, could be like the hustler, where it doesn't understand how these things work. At least he gave a good enough reason for why he's in a wheelchair. Like, he has this whole story yeah, about the dancing, other thing is, and it's like with the With any modern response. Hollywood remake, is there any that are good? Uh, no. Everyone likes those 21 Jump Streets. 
Yeah, that, I can see that why was a, that, that was a movie film. of a of a series. Adaptation. Yeah, still, it was an ad- yeah, adaptation. It's well, it was like a carry on, wasn't it? Like oh yeah, the, the, was the original actors the, appear in the first. Yeah, film. that it was yeah. the same program. It's still the same idea of you're revamping yeah, something yeah. and turning it. But into it's just something I'm saying, as, as any of the recent ones in like the last ten years, that they've basically obviously ran out of ideas, so they're just rehashing everything. Has anything been good? Any remake or reboot that they've no yeah remake sorry not a reboot. I want to say yes. I will say yes. I can't. Uh, I can't back that up. I enjoyed Jumanji. Oh, Jumanji was good. Yeah, the recent one. Yeah, yeah. The the rock. I'm I'm not gonna. I haven't seen it. I might have to. I might have to revisit it. But I remember kind of liking the Karate Kid one. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, James. Yeah, I went. I went to like one of the premieres of that for some Uh, reason. Yeah, I don't even know why. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Jules was there too. He'll uh, he'll back that up. Yeah, I can't think of an example straight off the top of my head. If I looked at my collection of movies, I'm sure I'd find All something. Right. It's just one like, just sprung to mind because I just thought about how this is a remake of a remake anyway. Yeah. Oh, sorry. This is this the movie we're watching is the remake, and then there's been a remake. So, yeah. Star is Born is about the only thing I can think of that was a half decent film. Yeah. In fact, it was a good film. Probably, yeah. Probably mm. that one. Or and that's been done. What? Do we work out five times? I think. True. Grit. That been a lot. Yeah. Trigger it. Trigger it was alright. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, really it, it was know right. the original. It was on par, I reckon, with the original. Yeah. Hmm. The original was very clean Hollywood, but it was... When it comes it to comedies, Wayne. it's very hard. There are mm. some that you can understand. Like, I can understand why you would want to remake Dirty Ron Scoundrels. It's not the most prestigious comedy movie of all time. It has a story that you could easily update. You can make it with modern day conning technology, like with mm. phones and whatever. You can do it with women, sure. But then there, there are some that you go, no, you cannot touch Ghostbusters. You shouldn't touch Ghostbusters, probably. Sure, yeah. Like it's a lightning in a bottle. Like that film is yeah. an accident on its own right of how great it is. And like, and then you see Ghostbusters 2 can do it itself. Yeah, so it's like, what's the and point? And to the point now where they're doing Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. And completely from what I've heard. With no Harold Ramis because he's gone. And it's just well, like, what's the point? Become the ghost. He, they can de- they can do CGI, full CGI. Yeah. See, I, didn't, I didn't mind the, I didn't mind the, the what, 2012, whatever it was, Ghostbusters. Like, the, I think the third act was pretty terrible, but mm. yeah, I think I, I didn't mind it at all. Like, mm. I, it was, it was definitely not 84 Ghostbusters. Absolutely. No. Um, but, you know, it was fine. It was a yeah. movie that I went and saw and, you know, I was entertained. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But I can understand why they would want to do a Dirty Ron's Country. You could easily do it. And then you see this new movie and you're just like, you know, straight from casting sometimes you just go, mm. yeah, Rebel Wilson is no Steve Martin. Like, you know, you can't like yeah, yeah. one up like that. Like, at least with the original, it's like, okay. A bit hot and cold on Rebel Wilson. There's some things that she's awesome in and then I see her in other things. And, like? And, uh, I can't think of anything right the, now. The, the wedge was 15 years ago. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah well, <laughs> well, that's a she, deep cut. She was that, pretty that, good on Fat Pizza Fat as well. Pizza was 15 years ago. Let it yeah, go. Yeah. Um, in uh, what are the the singing ones? What's Pitch Perfect? Pitch Perfect. I've been made to watch them. She's made probably to. the only she's reason. She's going to be in Cats. Is she? Yeah, she's in Cats. With Judy Dench. Yeah, yeah. She, she's in it. Yeah. Yeah, they're all in it. <laughs> Everyone's in it. Jason Derulo. Everyone's <laughs> Everyone's looking me cool. <laughs> But you know, <laughs> I can I can get it. It's just like maybe if you have someone who's a good director and some good actors to do it, and you could have something. But it's like you see Anne Hathaway's being the British one. He's like, why she's American? <laughs> like, mm. why is she being the British? Why is she being Michael Caine? Just get yeah, but she can yeah, but I can see why she was cast there because she can sell that upper class. Mm. Yeah, you know, because she was a princess. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> but she's a similar. She's a really similar character. You know, like effectively this is going to sound loose but effectively in that third batman 
she was like that sort of. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say Ocean's Eight. Well, that was going to be my next yeah. uh, point of reference. Is like she's that classy, fancy yeah. person in Ocean's Eight as well. Like mm. with another level underneath mm. her, right? Like that that casting makes sense to me. It's like the Rebel Wilson, like loose dirt bag, <laughs> yeah, kind of you know role, and then the fancy stiff upper class pretending upper class even like mm. that casting work I just don't think this film should have been remade I don't <laughs> think it's that good to have been remade to justify yeah, a remake yeah, yeah okay true yeah. but it seems like an easy one though. I was going to say so the the whole Freaky Friday concept keeps to every five to seven years seems to be rebooted Freaky Friday sort of thing yeah you know? um, the last version of that that I can't remember who was in it a complete mental blank was alright but it was still you just sit there and you go eh, it's Freaky Friday again yeah. You know, and this might hopefully doesn't turn into one of those things where it's like, oh, this is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. So, again. So, with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, how did we feel when, like, halfway through the movie, a female lead actually enters and it now becomes the bets? Because the first half of it is just these two guys having to coexist and kind of like Michael Caine's, like, I'm wiggling him out of here. And then halfway through, she comes in. What did we think of her as a character? And in, like, when she was playing the character, not just the reveal at the end, but like her and the story and how that kind of shifted. It was all a bit too easy. I thought it was like she was just, you know, like all the other targets that they'd had, she was just another, you know, helpless, emotionally driven, stereotypical 1988 Hollywood, (laughs) this is we need a female in this thing sort of, you know. Obviously, it worked out differently in the end. Yeah. I think they start layering in it a bit more when you discover that she's, she's like, won a competition. And, yeah, she's know, not like the person that, that they expected. All that be. level, yeah. I think, was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I still think she gives a pretty good comedic performance, too. Like, when she, that line, um, oh, look, he's so happy, he's crying after he's been, like, <laughs> beaten. Just obliterated. Obliterated by Michael Caine with a cane. It's like that delivery of, like, that. <gasps> Michael op- Caine with a cane. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on now. Whoa. Good you, work. You, you nailed it. Sorry, I'm out of practice. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks since I've been Sydney. Yeah, I thought I thought she was all right for what she had to serve. She wasn't forgettable. She was she was actually quite engaging as an actress for well, what she, she kind of was to. forgettable until the end. Well, I thought she then was. She's I think that massive, was, then she's massively memorable. Well, I thought she was engaging enough for 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 me in terms of how she's engaging enough in a performance for us to still be engaged with them going after her, hmm. or else we yeah, yeah wouldn't be, be completely interested. Yeah, is, it's like oh no, it's her scenes again, not the fun w- scenes with Michael Caine and Steve Martin doing the Ruprex thing or whatever. Like you know, like I think she does a good enough job without outshining the two leads that we are supposed to be following. In the overall picture of, of things. Yes. Yeah. Without yeah. thinking about what I'm saying right now, she's whatever other psychological thing I didn't mention before. Ego. So it's a trio. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> this is why I'm here. <laughs> Although I do remember when she's first introduced, she's wearing that really big hat and it's kind of hard to see her face. And I remember when I was watching it, it felt odd to me. Like, well, what are you hiding here? And now knowing how the twist at the end, it feels like, yes, she was hiding something all along. Yeah, hmm. she, she was the jackal. Yes, because the first syllables of her first and last name make jackal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also <laughs> love when she writes the little note at the end to let them know it was her all along. I was like, I'm keeping the money. Is that wrong? Yeah. That was good <laughs> I love how she has her own like note 
cards like printed with yeah. the Jacqueline and you know and signed like printed signed at the bottom. <laughs> like and a thief leaving a calling card. Yeah, yeah. calling card. Yeah, she's a show off. Yeah, like Michael Caine, like ultra professional. She's probably got a secretary. I guess I guess the newspaper needs to know her name. Yeah, well, that's the point. Michael Caine yeah. goes like, if the Jack was so good, how come I'm reading about them in the newspaper? Like, because he's so Cause he's so, so good, good that nobody knows he exists. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if they're so good, then why am I reading about them? Like, mm-hmm. I also did like that when we learned about both of their quote unquote ideology, Steve Martin and Michael Caine. They did both mention the yes, we target women thing, and that kind of gives you this idea in your head, like, okay, the main thing in this film is men targeting women, but then the twist at the end is oh female targeting men and the idea never crossed your mind They're yeah mind. yeah the, the smugness of your own mm. um yeah ideologies has, has yeah. blinded you to mm. the fact yeah. that you could be done over it's what we're used to seeing in movies right and a part of society too like they they, they didn't they the characters and in turn us the audience didn't suspect or, or think hard enough to think that that the the woman that the the female character in the movie is better than them in that regard and just as deplorable as them and is playing them until like at the very end there you are she's done it and you're like oh wow okay i didn't expect that and i think yeah like we're saying the fact that she is a more vanilla character helps that along too i did notice since i've seen this before and remembered the twist i was noticing in her performance you see little things she's doing to that are giving away that she's playing them like when steve Mann's at the table and he's giving his dance story and he's crying and whatnot she kind of just is like intensely looking at him and just looking up and down like studying his physicality physicality like she's looking at oh this is how he does it huh okay like just these mm. little nuances to this performance and, that yeah, could easily get swept under the rug and sometimes with these movies where there's the twist like that and you go back and watch it knowing sometimes you notice that the performances don't really add any of those kind of nuances so in a, in a fun little comedy movie directed by Frank Oz it's nice that this that this character and this performance actually does have those things that kind of reward a keen-eyed viewer on the second time around mm. Kaiser Soze-esque. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually thought it was... Like, I picked it quite early. Because this is the first time I'd seen this. I'd, mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was struggling with, have I seen this before or is it just really predictable? Because I watched it with Jules last night and I actually said to him, I said, by the way, I think she's playing them. Just remember that. Just in case. And he's like, oh, that's an interesting thing. He'd seen it before. He's like, oh, that's an interesting theory. Is that what you think, Tim? Let's see okay. how that pans out for you. Yeah, sure, Tim. Whatever. And I think that's when I actually started to maybe to enjoy it a bit more when I had that, when I got that feeling that she was actually outsmarting both of them. Mm. That's when I became a bit more interested in it because before then I was just like, eh, like I'm just like them going against each other and and all that sort of stuff. I was just, I, d- I didn't really feel like I didn't really care who was going to win out of the two of them. I don't yeah. think even in the end you go, and yeah, I, yeah. Who cares? And so yeah. knowing that that was kind of happening behind the scenes was a nice little, it was just a nice little undercurrent to the whole thing to then ramp up to that last so when it was revealed, I'm like, yeah. Like, I felt like I was on her side a bit. Like, yeah, suck it, gents. Like, you got sucked. I knew. Yeah. But I also love the fact that, 
like yeah we don't we don't really care who wins in the end but what a good movie does a good comedy does even though there's a lot of ad-libbing in this you can still tell that there's a script in which the characters have arcs and journeys and develop mm-hmm. unlike a lot of modern comedies yeah. in which a lot of modern comedies is hey will ferrell at the end you you learned that being a man child can be annoying yeah in this, Michael Caine has the major arc in which when he realizes that she's conned him, he's he's accepting of it. He's, and like, he's like, bravo. He is <laughs> ecstatic at the fact that his yeah. mundane life that he's been living with, like this con artist that he's just going through the moves of tricking these women. Now he's exhilarated. Now he's got like this, wow, my whole point of view has been changed. And while Steve Martin's still hungry and angry and annoyed and he's still he still hasn't grown any mm. because he's just still young and arrogant. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. it. He, he hasn't grown whereas yeah the Michael Caine character's like I have just yeah, I did like that. I've just been schooled. Like he had like this real nice <laughs> look you, on sir. his face Michael Caine when he found yeah. out like oh so well done yeah that was <laughs> good. wonderful. Yeah. It feels like it's been since this movie since I've seen Michael Caine just smile like that just like in <laughs> the Batman movies he's just depressed he's crying and like Harry Brown he's well, just Ryan, you need to rewatch the end of Dark Knight Rises where he smiles oh yeah sorry sorry yeah, I need to rewatch it <laughs> I let you down Master Wayne that's all that's left of him the size uh, of an orange yeah a tangerine <laughs> yeah and she shat on a turtle <laughs> yeah, yeah Austin Powers 3 classic movie <laughs> No one could be better cast as his dad in Austin Powers, Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he Finn McMissile in the Cars films? Oh, yeah. yeah. Good for him. I'm no. glad he's getting Which a paycheck. The second, second one. one. Yeah. Of oh. course, it's the spy Who one. Who Finn McMissile? Mm. Yeah. It's a spy car. It's a spy oh, car. Yeah, yeah. It's a spy movie. Yeah. yeah. Cars, is it, is I saw the first Cars. He's an Aston Martin, yeah. Yeah. Of course he is. And he has a little mustache. Yeah, he does too. He does too. Like, in the, he's got a dirty rotten scoundrel's mustache. It's calling back to this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. There you were, go. Were there any uh-huh. big comedy moments that people really read? Just the 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 jail scene. Yeah, I thought yeah. It was great. The jail scene. You could. Yeah, it was like a lot classy. of the physicality in this film was really great. I did like the bamp, the cane, the <laughs> whipping of the legs, mm. just of how straight Steve Martin was playing it. Yeah. And then you had that reveal of all the tears. I did like that. I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was for sure. And as I said, the funniest line in the whole thing was the 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 glove and the gel, <laughs> and when then the no after that we apologize. <laughs> that was that I thought was. Really well done. I really liked in the first con, in the first scene, all the ferns. Like they were shoving yeah. people into ferns all oh, the time. Oh, yeah. I yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, no, like, the wait a minute. Woman yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> into the ferns. Into the fern. <laughs> lady, lady something of. Uh, uh, Odaha. Omaha. Omaha. Yeah, yeah. You, right. And you, she had the weirdest accent. Fanny Eubanks. Fanny Eubanks. I wrote it down. Fanny. Because she had the most horrific teeth I've ever seen. They were like literally yellow. I was just like, yeah, you was American. Her accent was like changing all the time. It was like, it was this French accent and then it was this try hard American accent and then it was like a British accent. And I was like, well, who are you? <laughs> this is really weird. I was like, it wasn't continuous. I One scene I really like is when he is pretending that he's going to drown himself and he is wheelchairing his way slowly down, down the, the stairs. stairs and Michael Caine being like, no, no, no. Don't give in to him. Like, just being, like, the <laughs> fake, you know, psychiatrist or whatever with that accent. He had a lot of accents he had to do with this movie. He had an Australian one. Um, yeah, which, that was a bit rough. It was loose. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, it wasn't bad. Uh, look, I'm it wasn't mad bad. It was caught me. I'm mad for an Australian it, accent. He just had it thrown on him, so give him a chance. Like, yeah, yeah. He just no, exactly. like, threw it at him, went, yeah. good luck. 
True. And he at least sounded like older Australians. Like, at least he at least sounded like Chips Rafferty or something. Yeah. But like, he said um, shrimp, though. Yeah, he well, did say shrimp. He, that's yeah. Paul Hogan's fault. Don't blame Michael. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I liked when he did that whole thing and, like, that whole interaction of and her just watching him and Steve Martin just playing it up so much, just, like, constantly turning back and giving that sort of, <laughs> like, sorrowful look of... <laughs> I'm gonna, and like how he's pretending that he's going down you see him and he's pushing the chair down and then he pushes it over and then he's like crawling in the sand, sand. and he's he's quickly doing it and then he's slowly because he's like oh, she's taking too long <laughs> it's like this pathetic show I loved I don't know I just love the cat and mouse game of when he is pretending to be in the wheelchair and just how Michael Caine keeps one-upping him and how he keeps one-upping Michael Caine when he thinks Michael... And the, when the sailors come in. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh, Michael Caine, you deserve to eat so much... eat so much shit once these sailors get to you then. <laughs> and then he's, he's a sailor. Because <laughs> yeah. of course he is. He's a volunteer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Because yeah. of, of course he is. And that's set up really well because he even slightly mentions that in that uh, scene earlier in which he's explained to Steve Martin, like, this is what I do. Like, you buy statues and I... I volunteer in all the societies I can and I give money to this, 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 yeah. this, this. I ingratiate myself as much as possible. And then, yeah, it's a nice little, here sort you go. Back, yeah. Mm, yeah. You actually get a payoff in a and comedy in, movie. And the bit where, like, you know, he basically delivers Steve Martin to the sailors and it's like, <laughs> let me know if you need any more champagne or food and <laughs> shuts the door and smugly walks away. So, look, Jules has just messaged me, let me know that we're just kicking on <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Um, so How does he know? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joel. he's just because uh, um, he's like, are those guys still at my house? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How is it? We're at his house. And he's not here. Yeah, I know. Uh, We're conning him. The booth. The oh. booth. It's a marvelous thing. I am Jules. Rip off the mouth. Um, <gasps> so it's probably time for your favorite oh, segment. It's easily um, my favorite segment. Which which would be Ryan. Every field has a shit universe. Oh. <laughs> That's the first one that hasn't gone 100 Proof that it's not the... No, I do, I do that little... Uh, at the tra- end on you, purpose. It went a bit much there. Can yeah. you translate that? Well... <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I, mean, I, I listen to the show. So, I know, but keep going. <laughs> Bartek, so... Uh, look, you'd, you'd know that every film shares the same universe as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Obviously. Which is the yeah. Bill and Ted extended... Yeah, the BTEU. The BTEU. Yeah. Yeah. It's just common knowledge that most people... Every year has numbers, numbers, years... Time travel, yeah. So he gets it. He knows. He knows. Okay, you're on board. Okay, cool. You have no idea how many people just don't get it. Um, <laughs> you look at us weird. Yeah. <laughs> I have a teaching degree. It means I'm top 30% in literacy and numeracy in the state. So, you know, I have to know this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. As a literacy. See, this guy's teaching our youth. Travel. How good's that? Mm-hmm. Teaching our youth. Mm-hmm. The important things. Numbers, um, numbers and shit. <laughs> do, do you guys so basically how, how, how do we get <laughs> disconnected look I don't I don't have anything because I was kind of grumpy at the end of watching I'm just like oh, that just I don't know it just didn't work for me and I fair was, enough because last last episode you basically helped all of us out by your <laughs> final hours yeah. I feel like I nailed it you did so, yeah, yeah you did so. you did it was great we yeah. just read it out and we went yep cool yep done. that'll do right. next 10 months <laughs> um yeah, <laughs> yeah. As as I said in a previous episode, I always completely forget about this thing, uh, this segment, until Tim goes, and now it's time for else, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, this bit. <laughs> um, so zero preparation, as per usual. Um, 
Gentlemen, mm. guests, any idea how this could be linked to Bill well, and Ted? Are there a lot of rich people in the town of Sandemus? So would that be a popular place for the Dirty oh. Rotten Scoundrels to make their, you know... Maybe marks? Missy is a former uh, uh, mm. mark Ooh. of these guys. Mm. Maybe yeah. Steve Martin's been through Sandemus. I like where you're going with this. Maybe I was actually thinking more along the lines of why would they be there if there aren't enough rich people? So it's like, oh, oh yeah. this is just another side of the world that they would never be in. So but it exists, maybe. The... Uh, Maybe the old lady at Waterloo, because she gets the kids through, and Napoleon walks through, and no one asks the question. Like she's that good a con woman that she managed to get Napoleon into Waterloo. So, so the old woman at is, Waterloo yeah. is um, the jackal. Yeah. Okay. She's like she's like a retired jackal. So and this is what she who's does now in her, babysitting all the kids. This is what she does in her retirement days. Maybe it's a school. Maybe it's like a grifting school. That the jackal runs, and this is just an excursion that they're on to mm. Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, maybe if, um, maybe if Lawrence was on his way somewhere and he passed through Saint Demas, um, he'd pass by Bill and Ted when they're asking people randomly on the street, like, "Hey, when did this happen in history?" Oh, yeah, and because he's cultured and maybe intelligent, he might give him an answer. Oh, nice. It's, a, <laughs> it's a, literally a fleeting part. It is. Uh, well, yeah. that's all it needs to be. It's, exactly I mean, right. you know. it's way less complicated than our idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sliding doors. You know, mm. I like that. Oh, well, we'll You're tick that off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tick that off. These films are connected. <laughs> well, I was going to say, maybe they went, went back in time to, to find the jackal and mistook which actual jackal they were after and ended up with the um could, could one of the historical <laughs> figures have been a jackal in disguise? Ooh, maybe just a jackal. Like, she earns three mil a year. Like she's doing all right, that's pretty, yeah. pretty good money. Billy the kid before he learned how to bat guns or something. Yeah, um. yeah. Or, or um, we were saying that Fanny in this movie had fluctuating accents. One of we one of which we said was French. There's Joan of Arc. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe Fanny is you know Joan of Arc just on a holiday. Got a blonde wig. Doesn't want anyone to recognize. You know. <laughs> Very, very, like, I don't want to <laughs> ruffle the feathers. I like well, look, it didn't seem like it was her real hair, so highly possible. I like the She's concept, She's used boots, gone back only a couple of years to 1988 instead of going all the way back to, you know, medieval France, gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. before I go back there and get burnt at the stake. Yeah, because I like the way, Ryan, that Joan of Arc is on holiday, <laughs> that she's going back to be burnt at the stake. Like, <laughs> surely you just get the hell out of there. Well, once you find out that Michael Caine's, like, conned you, What's the point of living? What's the point? Just might What's as well go back the to point? the What's the, Might as well die for myself. And she already speaks the language, so it's all good. There you go. Of the, of the time periods that you see in Excellent Adventure, is hers the closest to the Renaissance? Maybe. Because there yeah. might be a lot there's of like, richness the in the Renaissance. There's also I the think we've ever spent this much time on this <laughs> segment. <laughs> or or has it made so much sense before? Oh, it's <laughs> my favourite segment. It's bloody great, isn't it? <laughs> so what are we going with? All of the above. All of the above. Cool. All of the above. All right. Many uh, things have linked this they, film to very good. the BTEU. Well, I think then the most natural progression would be to look at ratings. You guys you guys know how the uh, well, Sandem scale works. Al, do you want to just do a quick rundown for... Sure. So, so the Sandem scale <laughs> is a metric value that we give to each film compared to Bill and Ted. That's the key. It's a relevant... How good this film is. This may be your most favourite film, but mm. compared to Bill and Ted, not so good. Which Bill and Ted? 
Excellent adventure. Excellent adventure. Oh, but that's not even a good, as good as the second one. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's a whole other d- We do. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, you should refer to our 69th episode <laughs> on that debate. I know, uh, but I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Which one has death in it? Yeah, that's well, right. Well, it's been great having you here. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. so it's a, it's a percentage rating out of 100. You can go higher than 100 if you think it's better than Bill and Ted. That's fine. wrong, but fine. We guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We do it. Oh, no, we do it. Yeah, we do it. We do it. Uh, so, yeah. You, do you guys want to. Jules did it last episode. Mm. He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan, I reckon you should kick us off. Okay. At a boy. Okay. From from the original, from the first Bill and Ted. Yeah, okay. first Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's excellent. Hard not to read it. That is the metric. It from, I mean, from you, you've, you've already thrown Bartek under the bus once, so we'll, <laughs> we'll get you again first. Hard not to read yeah. it via the bogus scale, but uh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, a 75. Interesting. Yeah, okay. That's, that's lovely. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. You're, you're up. up. Yeah. But so, so, so is is hundred basically Bill and Ted's excellent? Is Bill yeah, and Ted. it's equal. Yeah. So hundred is a Bill and Ted, yeah. basically. Okay. Well, I preferred Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, so yeah, I'd probably put it around 75, 80. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Look, I've enjoyed our conversation. It was nice to... I, I've definitely... am more positive. That doesn't mean you have to agree After with my viewing line. No, I, I'm not agreeing. That's... <laughs> Just let me finish, Bradley. <laughs> it's weird he's going to say 110. Yeah. <laughs> you feel it, Kane. I think not. I think not. Uh, but yeah, um, um, it's slow. It's slow for me. I'm going to give it uh, 15. Yeah, right. Yep. Do, do uh, know that Al is the jackal of the podcast. So. <laughs> wow. Who knows? So he'll that. win in the end. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Tim. Okay. okay. Um, you know what? The first, the first half, I wasn't interested in this film at all. I'm not going to lie. Again, as I said, as as I start to realise that she was playing them, I got a little bit more on board. So it did go up a little bit, but yeah, I'm still below fifty. I reckon I'm probably about thirty five. Uh, I'm because I'm yeah. It's I don't think I'm going to go back to it. Um, I'm glad I've seen it though. So um, tick done, tick done. Yeah, it's just a it's just another piece of the movie puzzle that I had to find. Yeah, you're close to death do. now. So I am correct. <laughs> definitely, closer. definitely closer to death. An hour and fifty minutes, you can't yeah. get back. But I did enjoy, like, I, I like the fact that that's the direction they took it in. Um, mm. Eventually, ev- yeah, eventually, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I came into this with uh, some rose-coloured glasses because I had seen this quite a few times, quite a long time ago. Um, didn't hold up as well as I thought of. Didn't enjoy it as much as I probably thought I would or remembered enjoying. So I'm going to give it a 50. Yeah, right. yeah. 50. 50 cents. Mm. I guess the film, yeah, compared to Bill and Ted, it was a lot more like slow setup to a punchline, a lot of physical gags. Whereas where I watched uh, Bill and Ted afterwards, there were just a lot of like quick lines that like gave me immediate laughs. So it was a. Uh, it's mm. like more of a momentum thing. It's more like if you were watching me while I was watching both films, I laughed more frequently in Bill and Ted. So mm. it's yeah, like, I yeah. guess I enjoyed that one more. Mm. What yeah, holds cool. me back from giving it a higher review? My only real big negative is the music. The score is really, really aggressively in your face. Yeah. Mm. Like, at first I could tolerate it, but then it's like there comes a point where you're like, I get it, dude. I, there's a lot going on. I, I feel like little like, xylophone bits, but yeah. I feel like Danny bit. Elfman oh, enjoyed yeah. this film. There's a lot of like... Surprisingly whimsical. Dirty, rotten, scoundrels. Totally. Super whimsical. I can understand the theory behind it. Like, it's kind of calling back to those kind of con films from like the 50s and 60s where they had that kind of 
of lounge kind of weird music that they're going on but it was just too much sting. Mm. it was just too much oh you couldn't even compare this to the sting stings great i think Rodney but straight up said like yeah it's better <laughs> sting is better yeah yeah oh, well it's probably one of the best con films ever made mm. see i like a good con film too i was mm. looking forward to this and oh yeah. well, that's a yeah, that's anyway. a little sad little <laughs> a little side note there. Maybe, maybe, you'll, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll like the original I had bedtime to, story. Yeah, yeah maybe. I'll like, bedtime yeah, story. I'll try well, bedtime <laughs> stories. I had to Don't watch the Adam Sandler one because I finished it late, and I had to. I had to watch a Parks and Rec. You to, had to. Well, just to like get this out of my system. I'm like going through Parks and Rec at the moment. You were chained, to and I was just like, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely chained to it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I just need to wipe the slate clean. I think and it's weird how like that. Like, because last, last episode when we did these final hours, I watched it on the Friday before and um, I just had a really bad hockey game and I felt bad and I watched that. Whoa. And I don't know why because just, <laughs> it just ended up being a pretty bad night for me. You, you did the classic Jules thing about... Just what you did. I did. I did a... Setting like yourself my, up for my, hor- my horrible experience chaser was a, just a horrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> Just a well, soul crushing. I tried to watch this film whilst playing Thomas the Tank Engines with a three year old. So there's a lot of bits were missed in this yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. And a lot of Thomas the Tank was probably Fair call. not really concentrated on. I watched it sitting down. Good work. I was lying down. I too was sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and then I went to bed after. <laughs> all right. Anyway, good chat. <laughs> <laughs> um All right, well uh, we might as well pick our next film. I don't know. Sure. What? Are we? Where? Where? You want to do some plugs? We should do some plugs, shouldn't we? Do you guys just want to give us a another plug about Spit and Polish Presents and and just um, where people can find you and all that sort of stuff? Bartek, sure. Hit it, baby. So we're Spit and Polish Presents, likingly because we're spitting and Polish always, never not. Yeah. We can be found on oh. YouTube, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of them. Pretty much all of them. Not ex- SoundCloud. Not like you guys. SoundCloud. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we'd rather Spotify than SoundCloud. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should do Spotify. There's yeah. definitely more of an audience. Here. Um, yeah, and you can contact us at spitandpolished at gmail.com. Our Twitter is spitpolishpre. We have, because uh, it can't fit the full thing, uh, Facebook. And yeah, we release weekly. We've been off for a few months because Ryan and I had real life commitments. Um, but How we're back. How dare you? Yeah. We're back. Yeah. How dare you? How dare? Sorry, <laughs> wedding and surgery are, you know, they're... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and my oh. wedding, I was just operating on Bartek. I was just pulling out his spine. You're immobile. So. That's like perfect for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've just been, you know, t- talk about movies. We just we just did our episode on The Shining and uh, we'll be nice. doing one on The Pink Panther, the original, not the Steve Martin one. Oh, yeah. What's that new Shining called? Uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, have you seen that? Not yet. Yeah, right, okay. But exactly. I do like me, Ewan McGregor. Okay, all right. Even though he doesn't like me very much. Every, like, I like two or three of his movies, and then the rest of them, I'm like, I don't like them, but I like you as an actor. Like, you're a good <laughs> yeah. actor, but, like, I do not care about a lot of his movies. <laughs> I don't know if there's any truth behind this story, but Ewan McGregor's brother's like a pilot in the RAF, and his call sign is OB2. Great. Nice. Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> I mean, nice. nice. Very nice. Looks yeah, exactly like really good, too. though. Hmm? Down with Love was really good. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. Down with Love with you and McGregor. But yeah, yeah, we just talk about movies. Check us out. Find us. You know, listen to us. We we yeah, that's we a had, con movie too, actually. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, um, good one to watch. And um, yeah, we we had you guys on for Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. It was our first time having other podcasters as guests too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What a debut. 
I want my suit I'm, I'm pressed. Sorry. I want a hooker. <laughs> Uh, so you guys seem right. way more organised than us So well done Good yeah. work <laughs> We should learn from you But we won't But we won't <laughs> we, Yes we. There's less of us to wrangle That's why it's easier Yeah, That's true. yeah mm. It's hard to wrangle us As you can This is mm. now the second episode in a row um, are we, What's next? Well I don't know well, I don't know what's next Should we Whose turn is it? It's Brad's turn It's B-Dog yeah Brad do you want to turn? How do you feel Brad? You? Yeah right. Mm-hmm. Falling down, down it is. <laughs> yeah. it came Falling down it is. If you uh, pick the rest of the Rockies, I'm going to be upset. No, no, no. We're, we're a bit far from Rocky. Um, He's almost due for the Rambos, isn't he? Uh, the new yeah. one? Well, <laughs> Why would you say that? Mm. <laughs> um, 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 he did um, say he was going to make us pay at some point. I don't yeah. know. Or was that Jules? That might have been Jules. Uh, that. Did both, I think. I was just going to make Jules pay. Um, That's always fun. Shit. I don't know. That okay. Movie. I've got one. We're going back to my childhood. Whoa. <laughs> Our last film was a bit of a... So, um, These Final Hours was a bit of a low-budget film. This is a low-budget film. This is... I think it's a Canadian film. Ooh. From the early 80s, the entire soundtrack is done by Australians. Ooh. So, it's like... Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, early 80s. It's a, it's about BMXs. Oh, uh, oh no! We're watching Rad. <laughs> rad. Yeah. Oh. Sounds rad. Good. Okay. Good. Okay. Have you seen Rad, Tim? I haven't seen Rad. I, I, I don't know, Al. Have I seen Rad? I don't think you have. No. no. I think I've seen it at Brad's house. Have like, you? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I definitely haven't seen Rad. Mm-hmm. I bet you Jules has seen Rad. Probably. Has. I feel like that's a movie he would have just just gone after. Maybe. He would have seen it in a list and gone, I don't care what that's like. I'm watching it because that's just what Jules does. It was no good as uh, Flying Ryan. There's a movie called Flying Ryan where it's like a little kid on a skateboard that flies and it's voiced by Dom DeLuise. Wow. (laughs) No. Far out. (laughs) All right. Rad. Fantastic. Rad. Uh, For us, uh, you can find us at San Diego School of Film on Facebook. Instagram, uh, sandinusfilm at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. Um, we're on a lot of podcatchers. We're not on Spotify. I don't know how we do that, but whatever. You just matter. submit to him, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Ryan, whoa. whoa Thanks, whoa, whoa. Ryan. Oh, I know we get attitude. <laughs> we submit to nobody. <laughs> um, in our blind arrogance. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it, it's working, if you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> No, but you, did you, you just really jackal us? <laughs> <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks heaps for coming on, guys. We really do appreciate you jumping into this really kind of sweaty booth that it gets it gets hot in here after a while. But mm. we do appreciate you coming down here. So, um, a pleasure. So yeah, do check out these guys. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. How we, I'm, oh, I'm doing oh, everything over here. There's a lot going on. I'm multitasking. Um, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening and be excellent to your ears and potty on dudes. Click. Nice.